Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today we're going to be talking about Dr. Duncan Dog on Duty, a darn good book. We're going to be visiting with the very lovely and talented Lisa Dundurn, and she is the author of Dr. Duncan Dog on Duty, and she is also a children's lifestyle expert. And she's a radio show host also, so it ought to be a lot of fun. We're going to be kind of all over the place today, aren't we, Jeannie? (laughs) I think so. It's going to be great. Well, we're going to talk about one of our passions, and that is the animal-assisted therapy. And, of course, we, as you know, we have a lot of people come on the show to talk about that very important human-animal bond and how animals assist us. And um, we have had recently Risa Hogan, who talked about reading with dogs, and Today, Lisa's going to talk with us about how she found out about this and what it inspired her enough to write a children's book, which I think is real important. And the book has a lot of different aspects to it, but as always, when we share a book, we're going to focus on the human-animal bond as well. So before we hear from Lisa, we're going to hear from one of our Blog Talk Radio partners, and then we'll, we'll bring Lisa on. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Are 
contains human? What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. We combined those two shows into our current show. We'd like to welcome our listening audience out there. And Christian, thank you for always being here with us in the chat and today, as we said, we're visiting with author and um, children's lifestyle expert, Lisa Dundurn. Lisa, welcome. It's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Thanks. Well, I'd like to share a little bit from your book, um, Dr. Duncan, Dog on Duty, about you, Lisa, so that our audience gets a good flavor for who you are. And I mean, you're pretty multi-talented. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you were a staff writer on the Fox HBO television series, Rock, and also have directed numerous large-scale children's theater productions in Los Angeles, and um, you're obviously very committed to your daughter. You do a a radio show with her on bigmediausa.com, so people can go and visit that show, and you've had a lot. You've been recognized with a lot of awards and endowments, and I I mean, you're just pretty multi-talented. I know your first children's book, Lisa, was Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, which I thought was really cute. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I know that you also have um, compliments and, uh, from a lot of people that we all probably have heard of, like Diane Keaton and others who are supporting your work. So congratulations on the success Thank of you. both of you. Thank you. It's really great. Now, here's the thing that, that got my attention was um, it's also a multiracial uh, book, family in the book. And, yes. um So that was interesting. And do you want to tell our audience just a little bit about that before we go into talking about the subject matter of the book? Sure. So when my daughter was born, um, I would go into bookstores and I wanted to find books that sort of represented our family, which is uh, I'm African-American. My husband is Caucasian and we have a biracial daughter. And I I didn't see a lot. And I would come home and I'm like, well, I, te- I read to her about 
all kinds of families. I want her to see a family that represents her. So I didn't, there were a few, but not a lot. So I thought, I'm going to write a book for her. If, you know, even if, even if it's just for her, even if I sell 10 copies, she will look at in that bookshelf and have somebody that represents her, which I think is very important. Mm-hmm. So that's how Hair Today Gone Tomorrow um, was first sort of um, uh, thought about. Well, and your it's because your husband or the the person in the book is missing a little bit of hair there. <laughs> He's missing a little bit of hair, and so that was. And I thought, you know, there are all kinds of differences. There, people just are different in every way. You know, we're tall, we're short, we're everything. So, well, um, I just I decided to write about that, what, that, Lisa. I think mm, I'm sorry. I'm. I think it's important that you showed that because we are a pretty multiracial country. Exactly. And, and there are so many, you know, I mean, I'm, my family's multiracial um, in all kinds of aspects. And both my personal life, you know, is me. I'm, I'm mixed. And then I'm married um, to an African-American. So we're kind of a flip of what you So you get it. Exactly. Like. You get it. And it comes, and we just come in all shapes and sizes. And I wanted her to, just for it to just be a, a natural, you know, a nothing different about her family. We're all a family. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great that you that's did good. that. So yeah. here's the thing. You didn't know anything about therapy dogs or... No. Uh, so what was it that motivated you to want to... Write about dogs. Well, yeah. I basically also, I read, you know, I read your both your bios, and you, just like you, I grew up in a house with lots of animals. I Since I, I think came home from the hospital, we always had a dog and turtles and hamsters. So we love animals in our family, but our animals were sort of... They were our masters in the way our animals ran the <laughs> show. And our humans, right? <laughs> right? We were their pets. So right. when a friend of mine, I was having coffee with my dear friend, Rhina, and, and she said, oh, Cosmo is a, has become a therapy dog at Children's Hospital, and he is completely different when he goes to the hospital to visit the patients. And I said, Cosmo, Cosmo, who does not listen to anyone, Cosmo has his own agenda constantly. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that he would... You know, he's just got this great amount of energy, but I couldn't imagine he would calm it down at any point. So I said, I have to follow him doing this, Rhino. Please, please. So she set it up, and he was with an organization called Love on Four Paws. We went to Children's Hospital, and he was a completely different dog. from At, at home, we used to call him the frat boy. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> I mean, really. And then, <laughs> and then he got to the hospital, and he was like a doctor. He was the physician. He, he was, was just, on duty. Yes, he was on duty, and he mm-hmm. knew, you know, he he followed directions perfectly, and she said, it's something about his little green vest. When he puts on his scrubs, his little green vest, he is a completely responsible, different dog. So I thought, I have to write about this, and while I was w- with Cosmo, I also got to follow a standard poodle by the name of Jet, who was the most genius dog. He would literally walk in the room. And he would know based on which side the equipment, um, the, the tubes and the monitors were, he would know to go on the other side of the bed without being told. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Jeannie and I have a soft spot for standard poodles. I grew up with oh, them. So. Are they the cutest, smartest? Oh, they are awesome. Oh, awesome yeah. dogs. They They're really very are. awesome dogs. I really They're think awesome. that people haven't looked at, you know, when they look at a lot of the little smaller poodles and, you mm-hmm. know, they are kind of yippy. And I'll be honest here and say I've been, every time I've been bit because Jeannie and I both worked in veterinary medicine for many years, um, it's been by a poodle. Oh, I know. I know. We have a Bichon who is like the terror with the with the, with the gardener, and then the beagle is like, oh no, come on in. I made lemonade. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Winston, right? Your beagle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they are like the class clown. The beagle, our beagle is he. He takes 
three times as long to to get the routine. And the B, the B got it right away. She knows mm-hmm. the Beagle. He's the class clown. He wants to do what he wants to do. And but he's just so entertaining. You, we are like the worst trainers because he makes us laugh. And so it's like okay, he got away with that because he's so funny. Yeah. Well, be- yeah. they're notorious for that. They're, I mean, beagles are really smart. But you know, the thing about the standard poodles is they are exceptionally smart dogs. So exceptionally, mm-hmm. it, they really are. And that was just you know, and they're they're such. I don't know. Everyone thinks, well, they're a poodle, but no, they're really a big dog. You know, so they're, they're, they're they're so regal and and they're just so they look at you with like, okay, I have figured out the situation. Why have you not figured out the situation? Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're so smart, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. They totally are. And again, you write about a lot of dogs on your blog. I would like to give everybody your website, Lisa, so they can go check it out while they're listening to the show. And that is derngoodbooks.com. I thought that was great. Um, Dern Thank you. And so they can go see your blog there and all of the, your upcoming events and so forth and, and just read the blog because it's, it's just all of your life experiences and woven in a lot of stories on, on the dogs. Um, Cosmo was this yellow lab that you were just talking about. Yes. But, um, and you mentioned your beagle. Uh, Oliver. Was it, what are, what, Oliver. Was it Oliver? Oliver's the Oliver. beagle and Contessa is the Bichon. Right. Okay, well, I have to tell you what we um, used to call Bichons when I worked. Well, <laughs> we consider not. Uh, no, tell me, because I'm sure I agree. What? <laughs> Bichon per se, right? Well, it's just yes. our words, bitchin' fries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is a piece of work. Yes. Yes. She knows her place in history. It, 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 it has a regal past. Uh-huh. I have never seen a Bichon that wasn't that way, even in, in beating school and so forth. In fact, one got kicked out of our beating school. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> you know, it was funny because the dog wanted to have its way, and that was just it. But um, I'm sure Jeannie runs into a few of them, too, at her dog shows. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they um, have their own special, you know, place. They know. They know that, well, I don't care that we're actually having an award ceremony. I'm going to end up with the award, so let's get on with it. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you told, you, it's obvious you live with one, Lisa. Um, what, what is your children's book about? What is Dr. Duncan, Dog on Duty, all about? So it is about a therapy dog. It, well, it starts with a fan, the, fan, the same family from Here Today Gone Tomorrow, which is based on my family. They adopt a dog from a shelter, and... You know, when he comes to live with them, he, you know, he needs to, he needs a better diet and he needs a little more attention. And so they get him together. They get him together. And then he's so wonderful and he has so much love that they decide that he should then share the love that was given to him with kids who aren't feeling great that are in the hospital. So they start to, they, they take him there and he becomes a therapy dog. And he visits all the kids that are at the hospital. And then so he gets nicknamed Dr. Dog, Dr. Duncan Dog. Mm-hmm. And it's about how the human, you know, the, the human animal bond is so powerful. And, yeah. and what I did see when I followed the Poodle Jet and Cosmo is when we would get to the door of each room, the doctor would wait for us and he would brief us. And some kids, he'd say, no, they're not feeling well, don't go in. But then he would say, well, this child had a really rough night. We changed his medication or we did something. So he's, pro- he's probably in a bad mood, so just stay for a few minutes. Well, mm-hmm. this dog would walk in, and the patient that was just described to us didn't exist. I mean, the smile on this kid's face, he, would, like, he or she would, like, force themselves to sort of scoot up on their pillows, and the nurse would, like, prop them up. 
And it was like the doctor didn't know what he was talking about when this dog came in the room. It was a different child. Mm-hmm. And so if it was Jet, the standard poodle, who was so tall, the, he would just go, he was amazing. He would go and sit right next to the bed, and he was tall enough where the child could just brush or stroke his hair, you know, without having to move anything. But if it was a little dog, like a Bichon, we'd have to prop a, a chair, and the dog would hop up next to the um, patient, and then mm-hmm. the patient could br- brush or stroke their hair. And Jet was so smart, when they would take out the Polaroid camera to take a picture to leave with the child, he literally knew his best side. He would, like, turn, and he knew how to, like, wait and and be completely still until he saw the flash of the camera. I had never saw anything like this in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, he was just genius. It yeah. is genius. And and they do know when they're working. I, we, Ginny and I are always telling people that dogs really do like having a job. I think a lot of animals do. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it gives them their purpose. So, yes. uh, and, and in this respect, it's bringing healing, which, you know, therapy animals, it, it's animals assisting us. You know, we're always focused on teaching about them, but, boy, do they give us, so much in return and also help and assist in our feeling. Oh, I know. I learn something from my dogs every day. Every day I learn something. You, you, yeah, I yeah. You. Sometimes Don't I you? cleaning slobber, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not only the lessons I want to learn when it comes to the beagle, but I learn things. <laughs> well, you learn about... Um, you learn how to be, be cool uh, and joy, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, and you, yeah, and you just learn how to just keep your sense of humor all the time. Exactly. Because, you know, beagles, are, and they're such great dogs. Well, Lisa, what was it like? Because you are a children's lifestyle expert, and we'll have you um, define what that is, but... Because you're focused on children and writing for children, what was it like to go and do your research in this um, children's hospital in Los Angeles? Well, you know, Rhina, you know, she she tried to brief me because she said, you know, you're going to be visiting um, the the cancer floor, the leukemia floor, which is the majority of childhood cancers is leukemia. So, you know, you're just when you walk in, just brace yourself. You know, the kids, a lot of kids have lost their hair, and the medication, you know, makes their face a little puffy. So just brace yourself, and you're not, you know, you don't, you're not there to feel sorry for them. You do not show any emotion in your face unless it's, you know, happy. Just, just let the dog do the work. So, the first couple of times I was okay, but by the time the first two times I walked in, and I was just sort of trying to take in the whole room as a writer, you know, how it's set up, you know, that the parents spend the night there. So the first couple of times I would smile at the patient, but I was taking in everything and trying to take notes. But after the third or fourth visit, it started to, you know, I, I could feel my insides start to quiver a little bit and, and well up. Um, but so I would just watch the dogs. I would just focus on the dogs, and luckily, so with the kids, so they didn't really need to interact with me because they had their parent there, they had their doctor there, and they had the dog there. So I could blend in the background. But one little girl wanted to engage with me. And so that was when I had to just really dig deep and just, you know, be be there for her and not show any fear. Because I think it's not pity as much as it's fear for this child and fear for her parents about, or their parents, what's going to happen. So, you know, and you know, and their parents have to be so afraid. So that was me, you know, I'm, I'm sensing the fear that I would fear if that was my daughter in that bed. So Mm -hmm. you try to hide that. Um, And so I got through that once and then the rest of the kids really were just focused on the dog. So it was easier. What do you think? I mean, being in there and doing your research, and this is a pretty big hospital, did you sense that the children, that it helped help them in their healing? Lisa, I mean, did you see changes in those children? Their personalities got so happy. You know, they got so happy. And, 
And I would say things like, and the little girl who engaged with me, you know, she was eating her lunch when we came in. She was eating her lunch when we came in. And Jet was a perfect gentleman. He didn't, he smelled the food. You could tell he knew there was food there. Mm -hmm. But he was so (laughs) well controlled. And all I could think about were my dogs coming in the room. And I said, you know, if I had my dogs with me, you wouldn't have lunch. They'd be on your lap eating your Jello, And it just made her laugh. So, um, yeah, they they were really... um, the dogs just definitely changed the, uh, the 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 mood in the room to a very happy one. Oh, more than more so than watching weird. their favorite movie on the screen. More than you know, just for that moment, it was this live energy in there that was just there for them. Yeah. Well, I have to tell awesome. you that your book is extremely well illustrated, and um, oh, I love my illustrator Andrea. Yeah. And tell us about Andrea. So Andrea is this phenomenal. She's a usually by day an animator for shows like King of the Hill and The Simpsons, and she's done a Pepsi commercial. You might um, tell her I've watched King of the Hill quite a few times. I will. I know. I, she's really good. And so she was working. She had just finished a Pepsi commercial, and I or and I said to her, "When you're completely finished, I will. If timing works out, I would love you to illustrate my book. I love your." I love your work. And she said, oh, I, it would be wonderful. It would be, you know, a pleasure to do it. So timing worked out, and she did it. And I never had her change one illustration. I just kind of gave her the situation that I wanted her to capture, you know, like what, mm-hmm. what, what the, to match the text of what was happening. Right. Um, and she came up with it all. And she just, and she would send me like the, you know, she'd email me the, the picture before she finished it. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. perfect. I never changed but one thing. And and a lot of times that you just don't work that well from what I've been told with an, an a writer and an illustrator don't usually work that well together. Mm. So I've heard that too. Um if if especially if you're you haven't met the person or don't know them real well or don't even have maybe have a connection with them, Lisa. So you right. was just that was destiny for you. Uh, right. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean it the colors just kill me. Yeah, the colors are The awesome. colors are great. Now, I'm one of those people that likes a lot of vibrant colors. I like a lot of um, uh, ethnicity and just, I like color everywhere. I don't know if it's just because of who I am or what. Right. But, you know, pretty right brain person who likes, uh, I don't who likes um, art to really be art. And so this was, I thought that this, um, she accomplished that. So tell her we send her kudos for that. And for I will. Beautiful. Her. Um, tell us one of the things that you learned, and I would like to bring up some of the personal things I read on your blog, which were just really funny to me. But um, tell us what the difference was you learned between service dogs and therapy dogs. Okay, so service dogs are the dogs when you are. This is the best way when I when I read for my book for kids um, at school. This is the best way that I've learned it to explain it. Um, service dogs are the dogs when you're shopping when you're out shopping around and there is a sign on the door that says no dogs allowed except service dogs. Um, those are the dogs that you see in the store and they are usually being either being trained by uh, a handler to one day go live in the family of uh, the, the home of a family or someone who's got sight impaired so they're being trained and they are out and you see them walking around or in the shopping cart when they're puppies to be, first they're being socialized to be able to get a, along with people and it's a long process a long and expensive mm-hmm. process and these wonderful families take these dogs in and train them. So service dog is the dog that's the exception that gets to go in the store. Or sometimes you will see them actually walking with a person and they're helping the person cross the street and navigate traffic. 
And you are not allowed to pet those dogs. Those right, dogs right. can only be talked to and handled by the person that they are with. And they're usually on that shorter leash that looks like a leather leash, and it's a little shorter. It's not a leash that you walk your dog with. Right. It looks like a harness, and then it's a handle. Right. That's a service dog. Therapy dogs are the dogs that um, they go through training. They do go through rigorous training, but they're the ones that you can talk to, you can pet. They work in hospitals. They work in senior citizen centers, and that's different. And you can tell usually, well, first of all, all kids, everyone should ask before they ask to pet a a dog, a strange dog Mm -hmm. they don't know. And then they have a different vest, and usually a therapy dog will have a, a sticker that says, ask to pet me. I'm friendly. It's okay. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, your parents will let you know. A service dog you never interact with, you never touch, because that their job is to only care for that person. Right. That's right. So there is so a big that's, difference. That's what I learned, and that's mm-hmm. what I tell the kids. And, right. then of course, with therapy dogs, they, there's a wide variety of things that they do assist with, like you said. Um, you know, they, they can, they're even now helping children learn, you know, helping them with their reading, reading skills. Mm-hmm. Right. On my website, we re- we talk about two um, uh, uh, Griff. What are they? Brussels, Brussels Griffons. Yeah. They Griffon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They. Well, those two dogs go to schools all the time and and participate in a reading program with kids who are not reading at grade level. And they have had such success with these kids because the kids read the story to the dogs. Mm. And, and, and they feel and when the you Griffy girls, those the Griffy girls, and when you ask girls. the kids, <laughs> yeah, they're the cutest things, and they're, they're just the funniest dogs. Um, and when you ask the kids um, if they like reading to the dogs, and they say, yeah, because the dogs really listen, and mm-hmm. I can take my time with the dogs. And then if you ask the teacher, they say that the from her his or her point of view that the dogs don't have any judgment and they don't interrupt the kids and correct them, so they right. feel more free. And if they make a mistake, the dogs don't care; they just want to hear the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Griffin dogs, right. when you read to them. They really listen. I mean, they tilt their head. But she's, <laughs> their handler has taught them to respond to this. So they sit perfectly still. And when the child is reading, they tilt their head and look at each other and have all these emotions where you think they're, they, they are really, well, you know they're interested in this story. Right. Oh, I think <laughs> that would be so cute, cute to see, you know. I mean, it's adorable. These little guys. Yeah, and, and I know that these particular that. dogs are Delta Society pet partners, which we've had um, a couple of guests on that are Delta Society pet um, partners. So that's pretty um, that's pretty important training that they've gotten. Yes. And um, so these were some of the other dogs that you had met. And uh, but yes. one of the things that also struck me was that <laughs> this was funny, Lisa. As a child, you were um, had a bad experience about the Shriners. But you have come to uh, yes, see a yes, different yes. point of them. Well, I have you know my granddad was a Shriner. So okay. was well, really they were, they, well, well, and, well, but see, I never when it, when I was a kid, I never actually met a Shriner. It was all through my, it was all through the, um, how I saw them in the media. Like I, so I used to see oh, movies. Yeah. You know, you'd see these movies. I don't even remember. And it would always be these drunk guys in the lobby, and they had the big hats on, and they <laughs> were right. the scariest people for like women knew like if you went near them they'd never you'd never resurface again <laughs> so they, they always betrayed them at these conventions harassing these poor innocent right. women so I was always like oh my goodness so when this opportunity came up for me to, to go to Shriners and participate in, in their fair and read my story and be a part of this carnival that happens actually in the hospital we go from room to room or well we, go, we visit the kids and then the kids come down into a big area and they have a carnival form and some of the kids are literally in their hospital beds. They've just been wheeled down to the festival, and they're in wheelchairs. Aww. They're all 
Um, and it's this incredible thing. When they told me it was the Shriners, um, I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, I so went and doing they good things is what you're saying. They have, their hospitals are amazing. And here's what a lot of people don't know. It's free of charge for children 18 and under. Mm. Oh my they goodness. do all of this incredible work for kids who have had been burned or kids that are missing limbs right. or whatever, and it's free. Yeah. And this, um, and that, so I totally have a new, newfound respect for Schreiner. No, <laughs> the fear factor was taken away. You know, I think it's funny. I just thought it was funny when I read that because I, I actually got this picture in my mind of my grandfather who used to wear those hats, you know, meetings and stuff. And I thought it was funny. And, of course, my family was an animal lover, and we always went to those circuses. And I know a lot of people have bad images of that. And that's the reason I brought that up today because they are doing good things, and they're helping um, people in the situation. So and for years they've been doing good things. I mean, I don't know what writer put that first decided to put that in a movie or what, but it it just was such a bad PR, you know, thing. And now it, it when I and now I went to the hospital and just to see how involved they are in the fundraisers and the the quality of the hospital and the doctors and how happy the kids are and how each room, whoever designed the, the children's hospital in Los Angeles, the Shriners Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, how each room has a window that faces out and, you know, they can look out their window at clouds. I mean, it's really well thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, we've actually run really down to the end of the show, Lisa. It went so fast, I'm sitting here blinking. Really no way. Is that right? <laughs> um, but, um, we, again, I'd like to remind everybody to pick up copies of this book, Dr. Duncan Dog on Duty, by going to www.derngoodbooks.com. And Lisa has book signings. She announces all her upcoming events on her site. She has a wonderful blog that you can read there. And, um, again, this book is... It, it, it sends a message about the importance of also, Lisa, I think that we, le- that we left out earlier, besides the service dogs, the importance of being happy in what you do. And I think exactly. you share that. And also um, to embrace the differences in all of us. And I think that that was also another really good thing that you put in. And that our that animals are a major part of our family. Yeah. You bet. They, and then they're not just yard uh, lawn ornaments but they are family members <laughs> no no certainly not Contessa uh-uh. uh, no I can tell <laughs> by your, uh, her in your, in your photo with you here um, uh, Lisa and, and again I'd like to just give a little tidbit about her I really love this that she loved these three movies which I thought I love these movies Soul Food yum I can't watch yum. that movie without mm. wanting to eat afterwards yum. and so yum. I have to eat before I watch it Exactly. Uh, like Water for Chocolate and then the movie Chocolate. Uh, that was mm. a French Oh, that's okay. That's my bad. My, Julia Pinoche just kills me in that movie. Yeah. I love everything oh. about her. Yeah. You guys, I thought about cho- chocolate for days <laughs> I know. And she's just, just so beautiful and so practical and the whole thing about this fish right. out of water going to this town. And I just love the whole thing. I mean, Johnny Depp does not hurt the movie, not one bit. Right. No, no, it doesn't. Johnny Depp and chocolate in the same sentence. Yeah. The real chocolate. This is the real chocolate, folks. So you yes. watch those movies. Get an insight to to Lisa. She also has an Ethiopian uh, Ethiopian television program for children. And um, also you can go listen to her and her daughter do their radio show on BigMediaUSA.com. It's a mother-daughter show, and they talk about all kinds of stuff, just like what's on her blog. So we hope you guys will go do that. Lisa, we're going to put you on the spot in closing and ask you, what words of wisdom do you most want to impress upon the audience in closing? Uh, both. Okay, I would say that um, try to be, and I, this is a, a quote that I've heard many times, and I, I don't know who said it, but it's one of my favorite quotes, try to be the person that your dog thinks you are. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. I love that. That's a big <laughs> thing to live up to. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, we wish definitely. you so much continued success in all that you were doing and applaud the work that you're doing for children. And um, your daughter is just darn lucky to have you for Thank a mom. You. Thank you so much, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Oh, Thank you for having you. me. Thank you for being with us. And in okay. the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.